Welcome to Doing Life. Devotions to help you find peace in stressful times. Today is February 17th. Our title this morning is Becalmed. Never sail out further than you know you can row back. Danish proverb. Sometime when I was in my 40s and the kids were small, we slipped our mooring in Deadman's Cove, sailing fledgling out into the reach on a gorgeous, sunny, breezy day. We headed toward the Deer Isle Bridge on a broad reach with a brisk southwest breeze on our starboard quarter. Fledgling is the all-wooden, gaff-rigged, century-old, sleek racing boat that has passed down from my grandfather to my uncle, and soon to my daughter. She's a beautiful sailor indeed, low to the water, excellent at pointing, which means sailing close to or almost toward the wind for you lovers, but powered by the wind alone. Our sailboat back in North Texas was a bit larger, but more importantly, happened to have an inboard diesel engine, not a small distinction to forget. There are a few things true sailors must consider before heading out, particularly on an ocean shore like mid-coast Maine. The tides move 12 to 13 vertical feet every six hours, and on Egamogan Reach, a narrow body of water at the head of Penobscot Bay, the current changes direction with the tides and moves at a very good clip indeed. There are untold numbers of rocks, invisible at high tide, and thus a potentially lethal danger to a fast-moving hull. In addition to the tides, currents, and hidden dangers, the skipper, of course, has to know the forecast for the day, including projected temperature, wind direction, and strength. Now the wind on the bay comes up reliably about 1 p.m., and every sailor knows it. But when it will die down is, to put it mildly, much less predictable. My grandfather warned me about this. My father warned me about this. My uncle warned me about this. Throughout the 18th and 19th century, ocean-going ship captains had to be sensitive to seasonal weather changes, and especially to changes in the trade winds that were very much latitude-related. In fact, the horse latitudes is a term that refers to latitudes 30 to 35 degrees, both north and south of the equator, where constant high pressure leads to calm or often non-existent winds. Ships that became trapped in these latitudes were, quote, becalmed, unquote, with no wind to move them out of the oppressive heat and humidity for weeks or months at a time. The predicament was so severe that sailors were often forced to eat their virtually indispensable horses, and hence the term. On this particular Maine blue day, I sort of forgot that fledgling was powered by the movement of the air alone. Any sailor ought to know that if you sail largely downwind and the wind dies, you've got a problem on your hands that is directly proportionate to how far you sailed away from your mooring. We sat in the heat and the brilliant sun without a breath of wind, baking in our own sweat for over four hours. The larger metaphor for the faithful, of course, is that we're constantly making plans, big and little, without a thought to consulting the one who created us and already has a plan for us. Try pausing for one moment next time. Think about what your father may have advised you. Then clear your mind and ask your heavenly father for the guidance of the one who is already within you. You may well be surprised that you find yourself in your own little horse latitudes less often. The one who is wise is cautious, but a fool is reckless and careless. Proverbs 14:16. Consider generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you. 
your elders will explain. Deuteronomy 32.7 A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How can anyone understand their own way? Proverbs 20.24 Father, we know that all things are possible with God. But we also know you want us to use our minds and hopefully have the sense both to listen to our elders and to think ahead when we step out into the world. Let our judgment be guided by your word, through prayer and by the Holy Spirit. Amen. See you tomorrow.